Welcome to another episode of Modern Chiropractic Mastery. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie. I'm excited to bring a unique topic and a unique guest to our show today. And I have Eli Facenda of Freedom Travel Systems. And we really dive into you know, managing and organizing and optimizing your points for, for travel. Uh, you know, as a business owner, you, you probably travel a, you know, a decent amount. You know, as a chiropractor, we may not be traveling as much as others. I, I know I do in a unique situation, but whether your personal vacation travel and your, you know, some of your CEUs and seminars you go to, uh, you know, you are getting points for things. The purchases that you're making, you are getting points. And so this is applicable to you. And he talks a lot about how to optimize the points and organize it and have a strategy around it. I know for me, it's always been something that's seemed too uh, confusing and kind of convoluted how to do it. And I've I've been doing it wrong for quite a long time. And, and this episode, as I was interviewing him, really helped me get some clarity on it. And I'm actually uh, pursuing a little bit more with his team. Uh, I've got about 15 travel uh, trips coming up next year with the uh, two cohorts of masterminds. That's eight different weekends. And we obviously uh, rent out hotel rooms and meeting spaces. And there's a lot of expenses that we're incurring for the mastermind and, and my other travels and personal and, and business. So it's going to make a lot of sense for me to invest in it. And it may for you, depending on your travel uh, schedule. And so we had a lot of good information here. I really liked it. Uh, a lot of fun. He's a, a wealth of knowledge. And I think you'll like that. Uh, before we get into the episode, though, I want to uh, make mention, I'm really excited. We're Bobby, maybe and I, uh, you know, Bobby from FTCA, me with MCM, we collaborated back all the way in 2018 on the Chiropractic Success Academy. And then over time, we have run virtual summits. He's run some through FTCA. I've been running them through MCM from 2018. And then we have collaborated on some CSA virtual summits. And we have one coming up October 6th and 7th. And it's really exciting. We got a great list of speakers. We got Greg Cook. We got Mark King, Jeff Langmade, Brett Winchester, and Taylor Premer. Dr. Jay Greenstein, Dr. Lindsay Muma, John Morrison, Darcy Sullivan, Dr. Holly Tucker, Dr. Chris Chippendale, myself, Bobby. Uh, we got a whole crew of, of speakers, just really good. And what we did was we actually set out to build a curriculum in a sense and then pick the speakers within topics that could really help with that. And we did, a, in my opinion, a really good job of putting together a nice agenda for you with some really good speakers that are going to bring a lot of great information. Again, on these virtual summits, you can register for free. You can watch it on the weekend of October 6th and 7th. You can choose to upgrade. There's a couple different options there for lifetime access, plus a lot of VIP bonuses and other things with it. And so for right now, you can register. It's going to be October 6th and 7th to do that. And you can easily just go to uh, a link here, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, and that's going to be forward slash CSA summit. So bit.ly forward slash CSA summit to register now for free or start the upgrade process. A couple of different options there. Check out our sponsors that help make it happen. And you'll really uh, get a ton out of this. I have no doubt. We, we've put a lot of uh, honest effort into putting together a curriculum that's going to help you grow your practice and have these resources for the long term. And we've got uh, a lot of good presentations. When you go to the registration page, you'll see the actual topics that those speakers are speaking on. 
All right, without further ado, here is my interview with Eli Facenda. Before we get to today's show, I'm excited to tell you about a great product that will help your patients find quicker relief and help you get better outcomes. Stop Pain Clinical is a great way to provide a safe, effective pain relief alternative to NSAIDs and opioids while you diagnose and treat the underlying cause. It works on contact to provide fast, long-lasting pain relief from sprains, strains, bruises, arthritis, muscle aches, joint, and back pain. How does it do that? Stop Pain Clinical has 10% menthol plus MSM and glucosamine. Great for joint pain. It is formulated with penetration enhancers and skin conditioners, so it works fast, feels great, and it is sweat resistant. And also, the spray is awesome with kinesiology tape, so your athletes will love it. You can just spray that right on before you put the tape. Phenomenal combination. They also have this great new migraine and headache relief topical. I know I've been using it. My wife's been using it. You place a little bit of the cream right onto that deep occipital as the base of the skull. Really helps give you some relief from that unrelenting headache and migraine, so great for your patients. You can learn more about Stop Pain Clinical at stopa.com in forward slash MCM, and you get a free intro pack of Stop Pain Clinical products. Again, that's stopa.in forward slash MCM. Great news too is Stop Pain Clinical topical analgesics are available exclusively through chiropractors and other healthcare professionals, so they have another great reason to visit you and tell their friends. All right. I got Eli, the travel guy on the episode today. I'm really excited to dive into this topic. It's it's fresh, it's needed, and, and looking forward to it. But before we dive into that, tell us about yourself professionally, personally, and then we'll go from there. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Dr. Kevin. And, and ultimately what I do and what I'm really passionate about is travel. And what we'll get into and what we help people do here at my company and what I do personally is really maximize the ability to take the money that I'm already spending or that an individual listening to this is already spending in their business and their personal life and turn that into more travel points and travel rewards and really using those effectively to create amazing, you know, world-class, first-class travel experiences or really just to travel more, but to do it for an absolute fraction of the cost. We're talking anywhere from like two, sometimes to 10% of what the normal retail cost would be, all simply by maximizing the money that you're already going to be spending. So it's a pretty fun topic because it applies to pretty much anyone who has a credit card, lives in the U.S., and takes a trip or two a year at least. And so we'll dive in from there, but really excited to, to get into it. Yeah, I'm going to have to have my wife get on this. We, we call her the chief fun officer, and she she does all our travel planning. I and mean, we got a fair amount personally and definitely professionally uh, with with the traveling. And sometimes the the kids and her tag along, and you know it's not cheap when you do it that way. So uh, this will be exciting. Tell me, tell me how you got into this. Yeah, so... Basically, I had, uh, you know, a couple really impactful travel experiences in my later teens and into college, you know, some trips where I went to play baseball actually down in the Dominican Republic in my later high school years, and really some eye-opening experiences studying abroad during college. And I had this insatiable curiosity for the world in general. And I always knew, like, I need to travel. I want to go see things. It was just, you know, something that really made me feel like I'm really coming alive. And I think a lot of us have that sense when we go on adventures or we go on vacations it's getting outside of your day-to-day and you see the world from a different perspective and you're like just lit up by that. And so that was kind of the, the North Star for me. And then out of school, I ended up uh, becoming the first employee of this international sports tour company where we take sports teams on trips overseas. So for years, I was traveling the world. We were building this business and 
I had a lot of friends who were, you know, doing stuff on Wall Street and they were making a lot of money and I was starting a business. So we weren't in the same bucket. So I had to find a better strategy to be able to keep up with travel with them. And it turns out I stumbled into this credit card points thing. And not only was it going to allow me to personally travel with my friends and have these cool trips that I otherwise, you know, wouldn't have been able to afford, but I realized, oh, wow, this can actually help the business sentiment too, because we're spending a lot on credit cards. So I started to kind of use it in both senses. And then as, uh, as that kind of unfolded, I started getting really amazing experiences. And the, the first one, most notably being when I was uh, probably about 24, I flew over to London and I was making maybe like 30K a year at this point. And I get onto the flight and it was a $6,000 ticket to go uh, business class over there. And I paid $5.60 total. I did the rest on points. And I remember walking on there being like, I am out of place. Like I didn't even just like know what to do with myself. And I was just so amazed by it. They got hooked. They got super obsessed and then dove in the rabbit hole. And that passion turned to an obsession, turned to a hobby, turned into kind of a side hustle brand. And then it kind of blew up out of nowhere. And now we've got, you know, the last few years we've built a 15 person team and we have a full on business with different tiers of mentorship and service and all sorts of cool stuff. That's great. So one of the pain points I have in this in and it, it, it rears its head um, uh, like probably every quarter because we have a high level mastermind and we go to different cities and, you know, my wife is uh, booking meeting spaces at hotels and we're doing a big group dinner and we're doing all these different things. And, you know, and it, and it definitely adds up. And I've had some members that are like, um, are you going to be doing it at a Marriott all the time? Because they'll notice like a couple of them in Marriott's and they, and, you know, obviously they're trying to see if they, they're going to get a Marriott credit card. They're going to do something like that. And I say, well, in theory, we were looking to do that, but then we had to start really figuring out the best meeting space and the prices. So we've kind of got a few different types of hotel chains and, and it, it, it gets tricky for me. So my pain point has been organizing all of this, right? Like organizing, making sure you have the right apps for, for this rewards program and, you know, calculating the points over on this credit card. Is, is that something that you help with as far as just like overall organization of, of your points? Absolutely. And, and you speak to an essential point because you're really speaking into the overwhelm of adding another thing to your plate as a business owner, a parent, like, you know, a husband or a partner, like it's just it's a lot. And it's like, do I really want to spend time trying to figure this out too? I have so many other priorities. And, and the idea here is that if this is something that can generate you a lot of value and really a lot of amazing experiences, and there's a way to do it with less time and headache involved, I'm a, I'm a heck yes on that. And so one of the things that we like to suggest is some of the basic systems. And that's actually why I named the company Freedom Travel Systems, because if you don't systemize it, you'll end up like I did the first four or five years I was doing this. You're reading hours of blogs. You're spending a ton of time. You're dealing with all these different credit cards and it becomes a mess. So eventually I had to create some of the systems that you're talking about. So there are some apps and I'll even share a few here, but some for like syncing all of your points into one place, which is a great thing because then you don't have to log into different places would be something like Award Wallet or TripIt Pro. Those are both apps that you can download that will allow you to see all your points in one spot and you don't have to log into different places. So that's, that's an easy one. Another simple uh, setup system that I always recommend is to actually go into the different credit cards you have at different banks and change your payment due date to be the same date across all the different cards. So when you do that, if you set up auto pay, then even if you have like, I have over 40 different credit cards, I don't recommend that for most people. It's just because <laughs> I like this stuff and it's fun, but yeah. I'm able to log in once a month at the end of the month and see all of those. And it takes me about 30 minutes, right? Cause I have auto pay set up and it's just, I know everything is due at really one date in the month. So it allows me to simplify things in a way that uh, reduces a lot of the headache. So those are a couple of the different apps. Um, there's all sorts of different apps for 
you know, itinerary management and travel plans and stuff like that. So we could go more extensive into those even, but those are a couple for the organizational side and, and strategies that I always recommend that, that allow people to uh, implement this without feeling the additional overwhelm and, uh, and feeling like it's a waste of time. Now, typically, and this is going to sound naive for sure. If you've got points, uh, I'll just give you, use my example. I got my, you know, personal credit card where, um, I actually have two, uh, credit cards under the same USAA and I get points for each one. And, and I tend to just redeem it for, you know, money onto my credit card, but I guess I could accumulate those and obviously buy a flight somewhere. Um, typically you could probably only use the points from say a credit card for that. You couldn't then also take points from say your business credit card to do it, or maybe you have points with that airline. Like, can you combine the thing or is it really kind of mm -hmm. siloed? Great question. So I'll break this into kind of two different buckets because there's, there's really different types of points. You want to think of these all as different currencies. And so there's kind of three categories. There's what we call loyalty points. So that'd be like airline miles and hotel points, right? You got Marriott points, you got American Airlines miles, United miles, whatever it may be. Then you've got bank points, which are broken from there into two sections. There's ones that are called transferable and ones that are non-transferable. So non-transferable points are basically points like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, PNC, US Bank, all of those where you're going to have these points and you can't convert them into airline or hotel loyalty points, right? So there's no way to combine them or anything like that. They are what they are. There's a fixed value on them. And essentially almost works like cash back. Like one point is usually worth one cent, right? So you have a hundred thousand points, that's a thousand dollars. These transferable points though, what's cool about them is you can convert them into different airline and hotel loyalty programs. And you can even combine them across the different cards you may have from business to personal and stuff like that. So for, for any business owner, if you have a business card with like Chase, for example, and a personal card with Chase, those points are both going to you as the owner. They don't go to like a business corporate account. They go to you as the individual owner. So you get to use them however you want, whether they're for personal trips or business trips, which we can even talk about the, the tax side of that too. But point being, you can combine points if you could transfer them. So if you had like United Miles already sitting in an account and then you were going to book a flight that required 50,000 United Miles and you only had 40,000 in your account, you have to have a full a number of United Miles in order to purchase a ticket with Miles. But if you had 20,000 extra chase points, they convert into United. So you could even convert, you know, the 10,000 extra points that you need from Chase into United. So in that sense, you could be combining them to use them to purchase a ticket. But not all banks partner with all airlines. And that's where the complexities of this come in and where um, having some more tools, app systems and resources or teams, people to talk to, to get help with that becomes really valuable because that whole concept in theory, you know, maybe that lost some people even, but it's rather yeah. simple to follow. But when you actually go to use it in practice, it can be, sometimes become complicated. No, but it makes a lot of sense. Cause like, you know, for me, I, I've got uh, two businesses and they have their own credit cards. Uh, I travel a fair amount with airlines and, you know, it's like I'm, I'm in South Florida. So uh, for instance, I'm flying out to Atlanta in a couple of days and Delta is uh, straight from PBI to, to Atlanta. And I, so I use Delta cause I go, I go through Atlanta a decent amount, but then I feel like I'm in Chicago four times a year and that's always um, American. I yep. think American and United are, are the same thing, correct? Is is that the same as far as points would be? Could you use those or no? No, no, they're they're separate. So separate. American, there's American miles and United miles completely separate. They both have hubs in Chicago. So you'd be flying both of those routes. And that is something that you want to think about when, when we're optimizing this. We typically like to break it into kind of three main steps overall for anybody. You want to get the right cards that earn the right points for you. It's different for everybody. Because yeah. you may be flying through Atlanta because you're in a part of Florida where 
to get out to major cities. You're pretty much always connecting through Atlanta. It's a huge Delta hub. So for you having Delta points and potentially Amex points that convert into Delta would be optimal compared to having maybe city points, right? And then someone else may be optimizing a different strategy for them. But that first piece is always getting the right cards and getting them set up for like their specific patterns of travel. You know, the frequent airlines are flying, the hotels that they tend to stay at or hold events at, stuff like that. Perfect. That makes sense. And, and that's, that's where I was getting at with my long preamble, um, was that you got, you know, some people are just never going to fly Delta. So you probably don't need to really deal with that too much, but that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Now we've talked a lot about uh, you know hotels. We've talked about airlines. Is there any other things outside of that would fall into travel um, that you are recommending using points for and such? Not really, no, because yeah. points have a different value based on how you use them. As I was kind of articulating, and I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. So technically, you can use points for a lot of things, and a lot of people probably do, and they're probably hearing this. And in about thirty seconds, they're like, "Oh crap!" So if you're using points for Amazon, for example, you're getting a mm -hmm. fraction of one cent per point, typically anywhere from like six cents, six tenths of a cent, right? So 60% of one cent up to maximum of one cent per point, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the max you're gonna get. So 100,000 points, uh, if you go to Amazon would be worth like 6,000 up to maybe, uh, or 600, excuse me, to $1,000. Mm -hmm. Right now, if you go to the travel portal, and that's where you could do car rentals, you could do Airbnbs through there and stuff like that, you're gonna get a fixed value in your point, no matter where you go with a max of about one and a half cents per point. So you're looking at a thousand to $1,500 out of that same hundred thousand points. Now, when you transfer them, and I'll give an example of backing this up. When you transfer them, there's the opportunity. There's no cap, right? So sometimes you're earning two cents, three cents, five cents, 10 cents, 15, sometimes 20 cents per point, which is really high. But normally you can get anywhere from like three to eight cents with international flights particularly. And that is a massive, massive difference. So an example, right? I flew Emirates first class, um, last year over to Dubai and one way per person in first class is $14,500 from New York to Dubai. Now it has a shower on board. I took a shower at 35,000 feet. They've got espresso martinis, tuna tartare, like Wagyu. <laughs> they have a bar on board with Don Perignon. It's like a crazy lavish experience. So it's not necessary, but it's pretty cool if you can do it. But if I was going to go to Amex travel, that $14,500 flight would have cost me about 1.45 million points. Now by converting those points, it only cost me 136,000 and I paid $500 in taxes, right? So I got 10 cents per point. So I got 10X the value compared to what I could have gotten if I would have used it on Amazon. So again, if I went to Amazon with the same 1.5 million points, I would have gotten, you know, maybe like 12 or $1,300 uh, 
In this case, I got $14,500 worth of travel off the same points. So optimizing for flights and hotels is really uh, the best way to do this if you're someone who travels. If you have a ton of points, like multiple, multiple millions, and you're not traveling that much, then yeah, sure, use some to cash them out or go to Amazon or whatever. But I don't really recommend that for for the vast majority of people. So I may have missed it. And if I may have missed it, so my audience may have. Can you just uh, easily define converting the points and, and how you're doing that? Great question. Yeah, this is often uh, a, a piece of the puzzle that people get tripped up on. So there's four, there's really five main banks that you can convert points from, but four main major banks, City, Chase, Amex, and Capital One. And then there's a new program called Built, B-I-L-T, which you can actually um, pay rent on. The credit card is pretty cool now. But those have partnerships with different airlines and hotels. And so what you would do is you'd go to like Chase Travel or Amex Travel or City Travel or Capital One Travel. You'll log in. You have to create a loyalty account with the airline that you're going to convert the points to or the hotel. And then you'll click an area. It's going to say something like transfer points or convert points or something like that. You click that and then you'll select the airline. So you might say, okay, I have Chase points. I want to convert to United. You put in your United loyalty account. You select the number of points you want to transfer. You hit send. And then you log into your United loyalty account and you'll see 20,000 points has shown up. So each different program has different um, conversion ratios. Usually it's one-to-one -one for most of them. So one Chase point will equal one United mile. But um, there's that. And then there's sometimes a gap in the transfer time. So sometimes they show up instantaneous. A lot of times they do. In some cases, they might take a day or so. So you need to map that out. Because the last thing you want to do is maybe you find a seat available on a United flight with points. And then you convert the points over. And then the seat gets booked by someone else before your points show up. Because you can't convert those points back to the bank. So it's a one-way street. So you really want to make sure, okay, I've got uh, the flight that I want, and then you can burn the points over and you can have enough time to either lock that in or or potentially you could put it on hold too if you need to. Perfect. That was that was very clear and, and I appreciate that. Let's take a short break for one of our great sponsors, TrackStat. It is a new type of software plugin for your EHR that combines patient communication, marketing, automation, and statistics with patient and employee tracking. Built by chiropractors for chiropractors, it shows your team what to focus on each day. See patient visit habits, missing information, unpaid bills, insurance collection visit average, and more. Great visibility of data so you can focus on filling your office with your best patients. When you can see what your staff and patients are doing or not doing and take action accordingly, your profits naturally grow. Take TrackStat for a test drive in your office with our free trial. Not a techie, no problem, we can help. To get started on your free trial, visit trackstat.org and watch the demo. That is trackstat.org. I assume part of what you do is, uh, is it kind of like a form of, of coaching and strategizing with clients uh, on this type of information? Kind of run me through what that looks like. Yeah, we have a whole different slew of tiers. I and mean, we have clients that are the solopreneur just starting out. They want to learn, mm -hmm. how do I even get a business credit card? How do I get a high limit business credit card so I can grow my company and get the points as a benefit? So we have people that are trying to do that and, and build up their personal credit. And they're just getting started with traveling and they want to learn. They're open to mentorship and guidance. And for that, we have the Freedom Travel Academy where we'll coach people through. There's live calls. We send out dream trip alerts. So we package deals and send it to them and say, hey, here's a $20,000 European trip. You could book on points today with flights and hotels already lined up. We've got like course material, private community, ways to access our teams. That's our academy. Then for people that are like, that's great, but I just need someone to do it for me. I don't want to look at what card to get. I don't want to learn anything. I don't want to think about a trip. We have like an a la carte program called the Freedom Travel Systems Flagship Service. 
And then we have like a really higher end program. And that's more for people that are spending 50 to 100, 100K plus a month. They're traveling monthly with a few big international trips and they've got multiple family members, maybe multiple businesses. And that's more of like a white glove service. And we call it the first class CEO. And so that's for people that are really frequent travelers that really just want a points concierge in their pocket, like a travel assistant that can just do this all for them on call. And so we have a whole gamut, but the majority of people are going to be getting some sort of consult and as you're saying, kind of coaching mentorship to really just save a lot of the time and headache and mistakes. Because as you can even tell from this short conversation here, there's all these weird nuances and rules. Like you can transfer points here, but not here. And these ones you can't transfer back. And these ones take two days. So in theory, a lot of this stuff is amazing and it can be learned. But when you get to just ask someone what to do, you save a lot of time. And that was my story too, because I was when I started out, I was just reading articles for hours and hours. And eventually I, I joined a, a coaching program and it helped me astronomically, just like anyone else learning any other mm -hmm. skill set, you know, you get to, to skip the line. So that is a little bit about what we do and kind of the tiers of, of service that we have. Yeah. You know, it's just because like for me, I've been overwhelmed by it. So my default has just been to apply the points to the credit card balance, you know, and just reduce it, which I mean, I'm sure it's not the worst thing in the world, but at the same time, I'm sure I could have utilized it a lot better, which brings me to my question. Is that the worst thing to do? Like what I do, or if not, like what are other than not using your points at all, what do you see as some of the worst habits you see with people utilizing their points or, or not efficiently? Totally. Yeah. It's, it's not very optimal to do what you're talking about compared to what's, what else is available. Um, Cause you're going to get that fixed one cent per point. So let's say you had 500,000 points. If you do that, you, and you apply to a statement, the max you're going to get back is $5,000 in savings. Now, if you converted those points in, it's really easy to get two to three cents out of each point. If you do it even decently, like the average we're getting for clients is around five. So let's just say you got three cents per point, that same 500,000 points, instead of being worth $5,000 max, would be now be worth 15 grand. In travel and so all you did was just convert them differently based on how you're using them so that's uh that's a little bit about like the difference in value from a couple small mm -hmm. tweaks and then there's always ways to increase the amount of points you're earning with the right cards because oftentimes people may be using like the amex platinum when they're at, at the grocery store or dining thinking this is the most expensive high-end amex card it must be the best one well in reality that only earns one point for every dollar you spend at groceries at grocery stores and dining whereas the amex gold for example will earn four and that's a lower lower fee card. So just that change alone, you earn four times the amount of points. And if you were to get triple the amount of value that I'm talking about, you just 12x what you were currently getting before. So there's a lot of ways to really amplify this game. Um, but that would be, yeah, one of the things I would caution people not to do. Amazon statement, uh, like erasing purchases or doing gift cards. I wouldn't really do any of those three. I would really be focusing on the flights, particularly if you had to prioritize like the types of travel that you were doing too. High-end international business and first class flights would be first if you have any of those because that's where you're gonna get the most savings the next would be like domestic luxury you know first class flights and hotels and then from there it'd be like your smaller like domestic economy trips but if you're flying from you know jacksonville to miami and you know you're you could use points to save a little bit there it's like not really that big of a game changer in terms of life experience right but if you could save a few a few of those trips and pay cash for those and you save your points for an international trip you might have the kind of experience that you're never going to forget now. So that's, that's yeah. a little bit of the, the way of thinking that's about it. That's great. Yeah. Cause mine's a bad, it's like my, my, my chiropractic uh, credit card is an American express and it's just tied to Amazon because we buy, you know, office supplies through Amazon. So I just use the points for office supplies and stuff, but that, you know, could be better used. And then in my, um, my personal credit card, I just add it back on there. My 
my modern chiropractic marketing credit card, we, we, we do use that for some flights to, to Chicago. Um, there's some things there, but it's just all over the place, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I'm sure is yeah. what you're used to. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's standard. We have a lot of clients with multiple businesses. They've got real estate investments. They've got personal expenses. It's like, it can be crazy sometimes, yeah. but that's, that's normal. I mean, that's, that's like what most people in your shoes have. And, and one of the things that's also really cool to consider, again, you're talking about like using your points generated from your business to erase purchases off of Amazon, basically for yeah. office supplies. Well, yeah. if you think about it, right, these points, they can be used for personal travel, even if they're generated from the business. So let's say you wanted to take an annual trip that was $10,000, you know, value in personal vacation. That's not a write-off. Okay. So normally you take a distribution or something from the company, right? That you'd be taking out of the business. You'd be paying tax on that. And then you would take the 10 grand and go book a trip. So really, you know, if you had a 25% tax rate, that $10,000 for the vacation is really 12,500 that you just paid out of the business, right? Because you had to pay some Uncle Sam. Well, if you use points, not only are you saving the $10,000, but that money now stays in the company. So you don't have to pay tax on that either. And points are non-taxable. So you can use those points that are generated from the business expenses for your personal trips and then take personal trips too. So no, not financial advice here, right? But that is something that you can, uh, that that's a strategy that's really cool and, and allows you to take advantage of some of the the benefits that you get as a business owner from having more expenses. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a, that's a big one. And it's like, that's a nuance that a lot of people aren't going to know. I know I didn't. So uh, thanks for, for sharing that. Um, is there anything else for our audience that you really want to kind of spotlight as far as uh, thing, you know, best practices or other things to be aware of? Yeah. So one, one thing is about like status, because a lot of people mm-hmm. are confused. Like, should I go for status? Should I not go for status? I have this one card that gets me status. Is it worth it? And my rule of thumb here is if you're someone that can, that travels frequently and you can get to the level where you're getting, you know, a, a middle higher tier status, mm-hmm. go for it. Awesome. You're going to see the benefits. You'll actually experience real tangible value in that. And there, it makes sense to potentially stick to an airline um, or a hotel brand. If you're someone who's either not traveling that much or the best you're going to get is like the lower tier status or the lower to kind of the middle level. I really don't recommend it for people. I would say instead really use your credit card strategy to earn as many of those uh, transferable points. That I mentioned the Amex chase city and capital one points. And the reason being is because you might get like a free water when you check in or, you know, like the basic tier Wi-Fi or something like that complimentary when you're in hotels or something like that, or you go from boarding group seven to boarding group four, like these aren't really big needle moving experiences based off of having that status. So for most people to pay extra or do an extra connection or go out of their way to now stay loyal to a brand to get a free water, it's like, that doesn't really make sense to me. If you're going to be getting upgrades to first class, you're getting lounge access, you're getting a lot of free bags, you're getting upgrades to suites and free breakfast and you have the hotel lounges and you're getting all that stuff, then Heck yeah, that makes sense to, to plan for. So you just want to know based on your specific travel frequency and stuff, if it makes sense or not. Obviously, that's something we can help walk people through. But um, but that's an important one because a lot of times people are thinking, well, I need to stay loyal to this airline and I'll use my Delta card. And they're not really getting the real benefits that they could in comparison to just having, you know, flying with any airline and, and using an Amex card instead, right? So that's a little bit of a, a nuance for people as well. And there, there's a lot more, but I would say that's one that probably resonates for a lot of folks here as well. Yeah. And I guess on that, on that topic, and I know it's probably not an exact answer, but if you had to give like, you know, how many flights a year on a particular airline, does it make sense roughly? Yeah. Rule of thumb. If you're flying once to twice a month and you're basically flying the same airline every time, that would make sense. If you're, if you're below that, wouldn't really recommend it. Right. And so usually that means you're near a major hub for an airline and you'll know which one that is. Um, Cause that'll be, that'll be your determining factor right there. But if you're, in a non-hub area 
and you're flying all over the place, like inconsistent places, then even then it's kind of hard because like one day Delta is going to make the most sense, American the next day, United the next day. And so you're better off kind of playing a little more of like a diversified game as well. Yeah. And that's why I've, ne- I've never done it because, um, I, you know, I'm probably eight to 12 airline trips a year. Uh, but again, it's really broken up between Delta, United, and American almost evenly. And it's and, and I never want to mess around with, uh, like you said, oh, let's just take a connector just so I can get that uh, United flight instead of American. <laughs> so Totally, totally agree. One other thing I'll, I'll, I'll share with people, this is a, slightly different than the point side, but just on the credit side. Um, one big missed opportunity I see a lot of people making or mistake is the difference between personal and business cards. And I touched a little bit about this, but... One thing that's really awesome to, to realize and to learn is that business cards don't show up in your personal credit report, except for when you apply for them. And if you have any you know, late payments or derogatories or something like that, then it will come back. You still owe the money. But the beauty of this is that let's say you wanted to grow your business and you needed like extra and extra 30K of working capital. Instead of trying to go get a loan or do something more complicated financing strategies, if you got a 0% interest business card, you can get, you know, there's ways to get approvals for pretty high limits. And you can basically finance operations in the business or projects or investments and a coach, a mentor, whatever you need to do at no interest for you know six months, 12 months, sometimes up to 18 months. And that could be a really cool way to uh, do some kind of creative financial strategies within the company and generate points in the meantime. So a lot of people don't realize that. And so they're financing things on personal cards or putting spend on personal cards, which does impact their personal credit. Like yep. that factor of utilization will often dip your credit score if you are carrying high balances or get caught in a weird cash flow situation. So making sure you're using business cards effectively can be really, really highly valuable, particularly if having more working capital and increasing your credit lines can help you grow. You definitely want to make some uh, make some plans around that because it'll be it'll be a game changer. We see it all the time for people where they just didn't realize a couple of the wrong cards and a couple of the wrong banking relationships were holding them back from a lot of credit lines that were really able to help them grow significantly too. So just another kind of thing to put in people's minds. No, that was great. And Eli, this was just a lot of good information. Uh, we could probably do this for a couple hours, uh, but how how can our audience reach out to you for your different programs and different options that you have? Sure. Yeah. So there's really two main ways. The first way is just to go to freedomtravelsystems.com and you can set up a free console call with our team on that. Um, and the first call we do is always very value add. There's no pitching, no veiled, you know, hidden thing that's going to come out of the, the you know, the, the shadows there. It's going to be just value add really looking at your situation, what you're spending on, where you're traveling, and really just hopping on, sharing value with you guys, whether it's myself or a team member. The other way is to go to my Instagram. That's where I share the most stuff. And that's going to be at E-L-I Travel Guy, Eli Travel Guy. And uh, right on there, you'll see a lot of stuff immediately on my profile with value add content, videos, posts, stuff like that. And you can also message me the word mini, M-I-N-I, and we'll send you over our mini course for free. And this is like an introduction to credit card points and miles for, for business owners. And uh, it's normally 50 bucks, but we'll waive that for you guys and you guys can get it for free. So anyone listening, you can just hop over there and, uh, and join that or reach out and book a call with their team directly on the, on the website as well. Yeah, that was great. You know, I'm, I'm really glad Jay Greenstein connected us. Uh, he's definitely someone that uh, needs to t- keep all this in track because he travels quite a bit more than the, does, yeah. the most chiropractors. So yeah. uh, you don't have to travel as much as Jay to benefit from this, but uh, I'm sure he's doing great with it. <laughs> he is. He is. And what's really important, and I'll, I'll say this for all the chiropractors listening, because I, I love chiropractic. I go see chiropractors myself. And, uh, you know, it, it's good for the spine, right, to be laying flat on those international flights rather than seated. So it's just uh, <laughs> it's a healthier way to travel. You can think of it from that standpoint and justify the uh, 
the, the time it. invested to, to make it happen. I'm going to write a whole blog article on why you need to organize your points to spare your back. And, that, and that'll be the meat and potatoes of it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Saving spines one flight at a time. <laughs> love it man uh this was great i really appreciate it we'll put that information in the show notes and hopefully this isn't the last time you and i chat absolutely yeah happy to to do it again at any point and uh, again anyone listening if you have questions feel free to reach out we'd love to support and hopefully uh we we got you some value that is tangible and actionable and you can you can get started today